Hey guys, welcome back. No ride around action. We got a kind of a fun episode here because uh, we got a new season dawning. We do. Um, fall is in the air, which can only mean one thing, and that is that pumpkin spice, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, Dude, I listen. I don't do the lattes, but I pumpkin spice the shit out of my overnight oats, my smoothies, my Dude. fucking coffee, cinnamon, motherfucker. Love this is it. this is a safe space. I feel. <laughs> I'm all about a PSL. I know you are. <laughs> Dude, You're I'm... a basic bitch. Dude. I am white and blonde. What are you going to do? Can't resist your nature. <laughs> um, but the other thing that rolling into fall signifies is mountain bikers and road bikers smashing their bikes together and creating um, what's called a cross bike and riding that bike in the worst possible conditions you could imagine. The worse, the better. Yeah. Um, we are, of course, talking about cross season. So cyclocross... Yeah, uh, what is what the hell is a cyclo- cyclocross? It's actually the first mountain bikes. Um, the first mountain bikes were just road bikes, and they got some chunkier rubber on the road bikes. And before that, they even just rode the road bikes in some shit. Um, but the cyclocross bike was actually the first mountain bike, um, fully rigid road bike that could have a knobbier tire. And wait, isn't that a gravel bike? Well, you know, geez, Louise. No, 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 it's not. It's an adventure bike. No, oh shit! Wait, <laughs> it's not a touring bike though. No, it, well, it's. <laughs> Which so they're all they're all kind of the same. I think the crux of this is that at a certain level of cross racing, if it has knobby tires and drop handlebars, you can probably just race it. Well, that's really kind of the thing about cross racing. Period is that just go it, it just go and do it. The it's, the epitome of run with your brung. Yeah, exactly. And so, cyclocross racing is is very short track, uh, twisty, turny, banky, uppy, downy, off the bike, on the bike features. By features, I mean stairs and boxes and and mud pits and sand pits and all the things you can think about. Um, and it's it's like racing in, you know, when you go to a, a roller coaster at like Six Flags mm-hmm. and you have to do the like back and forth thing, oh, yeah, yeah. right? It's like racing inside of that on a bicycle. So that's kind of how they're set up. They got all these like back and forth. It like kind of turns and, back on itself yeah, a bunch. Yeah, 90 and... degree turns. And, the, and so they're taking a very, very concentrated small area and creating a 1.2 to 2 mile course inside this super small area that should not be able to fit that much trail. Right. So spaghetti style. So, uh, man, a lot to unpack with, with cross racing. Um, so we covered the bike. Bike's kind of whatever. I, I think in, in a, a sanctioned event, you have to race a cross bike, and there's rules about that and yeah, tire size. and The, the rules really, uh, beyond even just tire size, the rules are typically about handlebars. So it's got to have a drop bar, drop bar. Um, not a flat bar. Um, why are we doing this episode? Well, somebody, we're doing, we're doing this episode. Somebody done went and bought himself a cross bike. Somebody <laughs> went and did the Highlands Ranch Race Series at the end of the summer. Yep. Got all excited on these super short, intense, man, I love racing. <laughs> and then was like, but I got my business cards on file with every bike manufacturer under the sun. <laughs> so I'm going to buy a cross bike. Yeah. Um, and you're going to race cross for the first time in your life. Yeah. So we need to be clear. Um, as with everything in the world the future of this particular race season cross race season is still undetermined but cautiously optimistic i think they're saying three or four races yeah so without limits productions which does most of the cyclocross events or series 
here in Colorado. They are cur- they've just finished up actually a successful um, stroke and stride series, which is actually not a hand job competition. <laughs> which is what I, thought. <laughs> I mean, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that just came to me. Oh. oh! God. Oh, this is horrible. Definitely have to tick the uh, explicit box when I upload this one. <laughs> I hope my mom doesn't listen. So uh, they're doing, they did a duathlon series of, of swimming and running, and they were uh, clear to point out they understand it's not a bike race and there was no biking, but they got a lot of reps with putting on a COVID compliant, group compliant, managing that, managing it with the expectations of the of local organizations and um, health departments and the things. So uh, they are pretty optimistic that we're going to have a four to five race series. Heck yeah. Um, so uh, duration of the races is it's not based on mileage, correct? It's based on uh, laps laps for a specified amount of time. And then, so right. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's 55 minutes for the open in cat threes. Right. So we have new classification. We need to talk about pro, and then cat one through five. So a cycle cross, the uh, the starting where you start is cat five beginners. Yep, the beginners. Now uh, people really struggle because when I first started racing cross, I had been racing mountain bikes, and so I was like, "What well, do I really start in the cat fives?" Because I've raced mountain bikes. Like and you have to though. No, you have to start in cat. You don't fives. get a choice. So it's all USAC. You have to have a USAC license. Um, if you're a beginner, you're gonna do cat five. They allow you to buy a one day license, only ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can leverage that into your yearly. So I think I have a USAC license. You do. Because we had to do it to be uh, an official team. team. Yeah. So we have uh, so Cat 5 is beginners. Then you have Cat 4. Then you have Cat 3. And then it's open. Yeah. And so the open's where you're going to race pro, open. And in bigger fields, you'll have pro 1-2. Pro 1-2 is like the, the yeah. The, the it's elite, but it's, yeah. 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 So with Colorado, we really, Cat 3 is where they stop. Mm-hmm. The and then it's just pro or open. That's kind of like U.S. for the U.S. as well. Europe has a much bigger cross following because they've been more consistent for more years. So anecdote, um, new employee at the shop, Tony, big cross racer, single speed racer. You, so you and him have di- diced it up a few times. He's getting, I'm talking to he, I wasn't even thinking about a cross bike and he's like, well, you know, I'm looking at this and look at that. And I started looking at it. I was like, well, I'm having fun doing these short ass races. Let me do something just that much further outside of the comfort zone. Blah, blah, blah. He and I worked yesterday. It's Sunday. There's no real racing happening right now. Um, They are having a road racing season in Europe, which is crazy to me. Basically, all of the races are happening through, like, November. Like, Tour de France starts in five days. Yeah. What? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so um, I have the NBC gold cycling thing here at the shop. Like, dude, I kind of want to get amped up on on cross. So I fired up, and I'm watching last year's races, of which there are some epic battles to watch. Um, He's like, dude, you think this is good? Let's go to YouTube, check out this. And basically, it's the local races in Europe, but it is all of the badasses. Like, it's, it's like a local race scene, but it's just they're in Europe, so the local badasses are the best in the world. The best in the world. And it is phenomenal to watch. In in the in again, I don't know what it'll be like this year, but the fan bases are insane. Pookie. It's just insane. You yeah. know, they're they're throwing 
they're throwing shit at you. It's heckling. I mean, it's they're it's heckling. cross is such like the dirty underbelly of bike racing. Dude, they're offering you shots, beer, beers, beer hand ups on course, on course. Like Lo- our local scene here in Colorado has a, a a hill called Marshmallow Hill. They throw marshmallows at you. Can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> it's so fun. Like, it's so fun, and it's it's uh, much like that Highlands Ranch here. Is it's so short, yeah, that it's it's fun for everybody, right? Like, because the finish line of endurance races, they last forever, right? Like, yeah, from the somebody, from the first guy like to the pro, very last. Yeah, top pros roll in at seven and a half hours, right? And then the like last dude celebrated coming in at like the fifteenth hour mark. You know what I mean? So like the finish line is so long. That it's really not very energetic, right? You have like it's super that, engaging right at the very beginning, yeah, and, and then, then everybody else can like yeah. fuck off, kind of. So, but cross everything, it's just condensed. It's yeah. so it's so fun. It's NASCAR on bicycles. Yeah. Um, uh, most fun on two wheels. Period. Um, all right, so um, we talked about the categories. We talked about the race duration. So it's it's different. So so uh, different per category. Yeah, yeah. So the lower categories are shorter races. Mm-hmm. So thirty five minutes. 40 minutes, 45 minutes, 55 minutes, okay? Right. Um, and so how you determine it is this is a lapped course. Like I said, it's super, super short laps. And so what they'll do is they'll time the time, the whole thing, obviously. But at the end of the second lap, they'll take the leaders of each division, divide it out by the total time allotment for the race, 35, 45, 55 minutes, and then you'll get a lap count. So when you're in the race and it starts, it's hot, you take off, you're doing lap one, lap two. You don't know how many laps you're doing until you get done with lap two. There'll be a placard that'll show you three to go, two to go, one okay. to go, five to go. Whatever it is. They ring a bell on the last like bell lap. Your lap, bell lap. So you don't know how many laps you're getting. Now, most of the time, you're going to do some quick mental math. Right. Um, but you really don't know yeah. until you see how the race unfolds. So it's determined off of the first two laps. Some some, some random math is applied to it, and that's how long the race is. That's so, you know, you're not sitting there going like, "Oh, I got to be able to ride ten miles." No, no, yeah. you got to be able to ride the duration of your race. Yeah, you need to be able to forty-five, whatever 50. it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, is I don't, I don't know if this applies across all categories, but if you get lapped, you're out. No, if you get lapped, you're not out, but you won't finish the race. So the race is over. the The course closes when the when the leaders finish their last lap. Okay. So if they lapped you, yeah, I mean, you might as well just peel out. But right. you Well, can, I know in the the pro UCI... Um, yeah, they pull you. They pull you. Yeah. Okay. But for here, everything I've seen in Colorado, um, nationals notwithstanding, you can stay in it, but, but, but you're not going right. to get... Like, if the if the leaders did six laps and you got lapped, you're going to do five laps. You're going to five and your you day is over. To, yeah, you don't yeah, you get don't, to go ride again. You don't get to go do another lap. Yeah, like... Like, so, I finished my sixth lap. Yeah. They're like, yeah, nobody gives a yeah. shit. Everybody <laughs> passed you. Yeah, so, like, in cross, you don't carry a repair kit. You don't carry... Water. Like, you don't carry anything. Right. If you blow a wheel... Sorry about it. You, so you can have a pit bike. Dude. All right. The pit bike thing fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, you need two bikes. <laughs> like... So again, we're watching these cross races, and it was um, it was one of the more exciting UCI events last year, uh, and it was in Nurm, and I don't know what country it's in, but it was like the race started in shitty cold rain and only got worse from there. And this is my favorite type, by the way. I mean, that's kind I of. I want it shittier, the better. That's I, I think that's what cross race like. You should 
finish not being able to like having a mouthful of mud you can't see and you can't see anything you can't feel your feet right like i haven't even done the races and i think that's how they're supposed to go the the nastier the better um so it's the last lap um one of like the i mean matthew vanderpool's just like across the board just a badass like he's like he had some ridiculous like 35 win streak in cyclocross like first place 35 times in a row like unbroken um He's a monster on the road bike. He's one of the few mountain like he just races everything and like gives Nino like a uh, hard time. Yeah. Um, and so it's him and watching him race cross, like that's he was made for that. Um anyway, it's him, um, and this other guy whose name I can't remember. And I don't think the other guy actually had a mechanical. I think he just wanted a lighter, not covered in mud bike, and he just pulled into the pit area. Hopped off his bike, ran down two stalls, and yeah. hopped on a brand new clean yeah. bike. No, and they'll do that every lap. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you. So, and you can do that. And actually, what you do is you practice it with your pit. Yeah, your your support staff. So I have fucked up. I only bought one bike. <laughs> yeah. So you you practice. <laughs> you pra- Well, you know, it's we still got you know. I guess we have a couple the cards months. on file. Remember? Yeah, right, um, right. I just need so, to order a second one. <laughs> Yeah, no, the, actually, they'll practice it to the point that you don't really lose much time at yeah. all. And you, you actually gain in what you're not losing in, like, a gunked-up drivetrain or whatever. Yeah. And it, it becomes part of the strategy. So yeah. now, when you are when you don't have a pit crew because you're just a dude, like, I would put a set of wheels right. because you may blow a tire, blow a wheel, and you're not going to fix it. And most of us run tubular, so you really you can't fix it. Yeah. You're going to plug it and put it. No. Yeah. So you'll have typically just a wheel set in the pit. Uh-huh. So if you blow something to crap, you Grab can just like, ride a flat into the pit. It's a short it course, so you're Super not short, that yeah. far away. Totally. And so, like, I mean, your, your laps are minutes, right? So if I have to limp a broken wheel. And so what you do is you don't, you don't really ride it. You just run it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, there's been many times you just shoulder the bike and run to the pit. And grab your other wheel or grab your other bike or whatever it may be. So the pit bikes, and there's actually a lot of teams in Colorado, local teams, that even even juniors got pit bikes. Yeah. Which it, it's pretty wild, and they'll make the swaps. Um, I've never had a pit bike. I've had the wheels in there. I've never had to use them from in there. Right. But anytime I'm in a race and somebody does get a pit bike, it gives me like that like, much more edge to, yeah. t- to beat them. Right. You know, because I'm like – pit bike fire yeah. you know and so um that's a super cool concept with it but yeah you don't if, if you blow yourself up you're just done yeah you okay know? so you don't get pulled out necessarily but you're not gonna yeah you, they're not gonna keep the course open for you to finish your last lap. yeah no it's not cute because you like finished the whole thing yeah. it's not that kind of it's race all about winning um checkers or wreckers that's it that's the whole, <laughs> um, the whole deal. all right so we kind of covered the broad strokes of what the hell it is most of what the rules are, I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff. Like uh, Tony was telling me about, like you can't put run. I think they just made larger tires legal. Um, yeah, I think there's different. There's different. Thirty yeah. threes were like the biggest, and now it's thirty fives, and a bunch of little nitty gritty stuff that they're um, honestly the local races that we're having here at the level that I'm going to be like they're probably not going to check Cat Five dudes tires. No, and they even they even let you like in Cat Five you can roll flat bars. Like yeah. they really just want people doing just it. Just do it. And they and I, I think we've talked about this on in the podcast before. Like if you're going to go race cyclocross, don't like if you own a bike shop, go buy new bikes for sure. Um, but like your first one, you don't have to like go buy a bike. Like just race what you got. Yeah. Just to see if you like it. Don't race your enduro bike. Maybe borrow. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, but you know, they, they're flexible on, on the front side of it, but it gets, dude, it's competitive. Yeah. 
I bet. It's I bet real... it'll be competitive even in Cat Five. No, beginners it's, it's like competitive everywhere. Yeah, and, uh, and it's cool because you start as mass start, and like you know everyone you're racing. Right. And so real quick you find out where you are. Yeah. Um. I just had a just had a question for you. Um, mass start. Uh, tire pressure is totally unique. Oh, tires. Yeah. Okay. So gear gear selection. So we talked about the bike. It can kind of be whatever. Um, you just said the word tubulars, and I know every mountain biker that listens to this probably has no idea what that is. Yeah. So uh, so we've got tubeless. Okay, I know what that is. What the yeah. hell's a tubular? Right. So you know, um, with the tubeless, right? You got you got this bead. You got to lock into the rim. Right, we all know that because when you when you mount a tubeless tire, you hear that like pop pop pop. Scares you. Terrifies you. You think you're gonna blow. You. And then once you do it enough, you're like, did I hear enough pops? Right. So you redo did it. I get them all. I want to get all the pops. Yeah. So um, it's because the the tires are locking into the bead. A tubular is just like an open like semicircle. Think of like a half moon. And instead the rim, of, the rim, part. the rim. There's is, no yeah, hook on it. There's no hook, so it's just like an open rim. And then the the tube is just that. It's tubular. It's fully round. And then you glue it into the. Yeah. So you glue. They're called sew-ups. They're called tubulars. Um, basically, it's imagine your tire casing didn't have a bead and it just wrapped all the way around an inner tube, and then you glued the whole tire to the rim. It's kind of like a tube mm-hmm. when you used to run tubes, mm-hmm. except the, the tire, the tire part just on the goes outside. all the way around it. Yeah. yeah. Um, which got me to the next thing. So um, I guess at the serious level, like tubular is the way to go. Um, you know what. You have well, you had a set of tubulars. I had tubular race wheels. Um, because then you had, you had multiple wheel sets. Yeah, because yeah. Um, you don't have those anymore. Nope. Sold the bike. Sold the bike. Uh, but like, you know, again, Tony's dicing it up there in the pro men's category as well. Stud. And uh he's like, Yeah, you know, the serious level, you're pretty much doing tubulars because he was telling me he ran like he runs like thirteen PSI. Stupid low PSI. Like it's every time. So when you when I first started uh, in the fives, you know you're like you're goosing it up to like forty psi. You're like I want to be efficient. Yeah. So you're like forty psi, and then and for a road bike that's super low. Yeah. Right. For a gravel bike, it's about right. Yeah. And then you realize like, man, I can't hold a line. I'm getting thrown all over the place, and I can't hold a line. So then you drop a little bit, and you drop a little bit, and, and that's really like with with the cross race. So what they'll do is they'll have a whole schedule for the day of what times all the categories race. But in that schedule, there's a bunch of uh, open practice times. So it just says practice. Mm-hmm. And so you can go and practice the course. So if you're going to go race, um, a cross race, be prepared. You're going to ride that course at least two times before you race. Yeah. So for the Cat 5 dudes, they're the first race of the day, 8 a.m. You're out there at 6 a.m. It's still dark out. And you're Probably out there, cold, probably raining. It's cold, it's cold and dark, and you're riding that course because – you're like, oh, less pressure. Oh, less pressure. Oh, less pressure. Like, and Tony's about 11 pounds when he has a roll of quarters in his pocket. <laughs> so I'll run a little bit hotter, but I'm yeah. still running like 18 yeah. PSI. It's crazy low. Yeah. So really the, the rule of thumb is just that you should be able to push down your thumb hard enough that you can touch the rim okay. when you're running tubular. Tubular. Not tubeless. Not tubed. Not tubeless. Tubeless a little bit more. But- so tubulars, you don't run any risk of a pinch flat. Right. right. So you can run these absurdly low tire yeah. pressures. So you want to push and you touch rim yeah. with your thumb. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> so Super crazy. Um, so there's the tire thing. Um, oh, gravel bikes, crazy popular um, right now. Um, 
there are a multitude of products that are coming out for gravel bikes that I think would make sense from a completely unexperienced, I don't know what I don't know perspective. And one of those is you're seeing a lot of dropper seat posts that are compatible with drop bar bikes. Do Would that be something you would run or is it just not worth it? So here's the thing. The weight weenie wants to be like, no, not worth it. Right. Um, but you get high-sided on a cross course. Uh-huh. A dropper post would be crazy helpful. So our sponsor, Crank Brothers, just came out with their gravel cross dropper seat post and a, a like a, a, a lever purpose-built to work on a drop bar. To go on the bottom of like it? I don't know. I haven't looked at it yet. Is, but yeah. But we just saw it. Um, our rep just brought it by. God, I hope I'm not breaking some sort of embargo. Um, I guess not because the shops already have it. Um, but yeah, it's called the Highline Gravel Cross. Just a little note to you guys at Crank Brothers. All the other posts are the gravel or the uh, the Highline One, Three, and Seven. That one probably should have been the five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so. I'm sitting there going like, man, this is a new product. Should we be using this? Is this something we should see uh, on a on a cross course? And sounds like yeah, maybe. So, so the advantage <laughs> sounds like a definite maybe. Yeah, it's a definite maybe. Uh, it may be case by case on course. Yeah. And, and I say that because cross is very pedally. Right. Like you got to be generating watts the whole. You're always pedaling. And the benefit of a dropper post is like when you're doing a longer descent and not pedaling coast. and you're coasting. And so you really don't coast a whole lot. So it's like I'm caught between like it would be like you really want it, but you may really not want it. Well, don't a lot of cross courses have like super flat, grassy corners? Like, Puns. isn't that like kind of like the norm for yeah. a corner? Like, they're not going to be bermed out, super dope uh, mountain bike corners. They're going to be built in a field somewhere, right? Built in a field. They use di- like, one of our one of our very popular like they use this venue every year is the uh, the area between US thirty six which is the highway to Boulder hmm. and um, the Flatirons Mall and so the the mall is like up off the highway right you exit and go into the parking lots or whatever so in between is this like huge grassy area mm-hmm. right they use that hillside and that's one of the most so the popular. whole race is off camber the whole race is an off camber hillside you're in the bottom of it the ditch so that's your flat part uh-huh. and they actually use the top part like when you get up towards the mall they use the sidewalk of that oh. as well and so yeah the whole thing's like on that hill so everything i know about cornering a mountain bike tells me i want my seat out of the way so even if it's a super pedally course you're not pedaling through a super flat grassy corner no, you're going to be off. But in the only reason I, I bring this up is, Crank Brothers, I, I pray you did the rebound speed of the new Highline 7 <laughs> that we have. They did. It's the, it's the new internal. Okay, so you're going to want it up and down quick. Yeah. Right? Real quick. And I don't know if you're going to need a huge drop. No, and they do it, I think the short one's 60 millimeters. Yeah, and that's probably perfect. And because at the end of the day, if you have a 60 mil dropped and you're pedaling through it, you know, fun mm-hmm. fact here, you're actually more powerful with a shorter seat post. So for mm-hmm. those of you that like always looking for the most efficient pedal stroke, you're you generate a lot more power when your seat's a little bit lower. You mean not rocking my hips and pointing my toe at the very <laughs> bottom is not <laughs> I was teaching I taught a stages cycling class on Friday last week, and this girl's hips were bouncing side to side so hard, 
I thought fucking Shakira was in my class. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, grass skirt. <laughs> Next class. Let me help you out. <laughs> we're going to drop that seat one yeah, notch yeah. so that you're able to isolate yeah. up there. Generate but, some power. Um, get that foundation right. Um, all right. So we got the bike. One by drivetrain. Got to go one by. Guys, you're going to be in so much crap. Yeah. You don't want to front. I mean, cross bikes for a long time were two by. Yeah. I mean, I my mean, first one was. And then uh, actually, you guys swapped it we for me. We did that tan pan. We had the tan pan. That thing was garbage. He still has the bike. <laughs> Sorry, Case. <laughs> Case ain't riding bikes anytime soon. So. No, no, no. He's he's on the. Love you, buddy. Heal up. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, what's that noise? <laughs> Sorry, that's just air leaving Case's lung. Dude, he had a so he had a pretty big stack up, right? Yeah, punctured lung, Ooh. Uh, broken ribs, dislocated shoulder. Heal up, buddy. He's buying a new bike <laughs> next year. No, like the week before, uh, his wife and I were talking about. He goes, "Man, I need a I need a big squishy bike." Yeah. I'm like, "I know you do." And she's like, "You don't need another bike." And I was like, "Yeah, he does, because they're not all the same." And then he like balled himself up on a hundred mil travel bike. <laughs> On trestle. So I'm texting him. He's in the ER, and I'm texting with him, and I was like, well, I guess you justified the new bike. <laughs> he goes, yep. Sure did. <laughs> Love it. Um, What else, man? Uh, you know, so. Speed suit. <laughs> I'm not getting this. I'm just going to just have to rock the normal <laughs> the two-piece uh, kit there. Dude, once you get up in some of those, it's taken seriously. Yeah. No, you know, I know. I there's mean, a lot of people that only race cross. All like, the guys, that's their thing. That's crazy to me. Um, it's such a freak category. And it's so short. It's like uh it's like an eight week window of the year. Super short. Um this uh, week this year will be even shorter. So in years gone by, so we're talking about being happy about five race, maybe five races this year. But the normal cross schedule is like Saturday and Sunday for like three months, right? Yeah, 15, 20 races. It's a lot. It's racing all you're racing a lot. And the upside to it though is that it's not a big tax. Like it's super intense, mm-hmm. but you can race day over day. Actually, some people will race multiple races in the same day. So there are guys that race geared and single speed. Yeah. Well, and I know guys who are who are serious cross racers, and they'll be like, "Yeah, I'm doing four races this weekend because I'm going to do two categories at two different races." Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's intense and it's short, and actually, uh, repetition on the course makes you better. Yeah. So that's so crazy. Um. What a what am I going to, am I going to do? So there's, there's a lot of technique, right? Like I know how to mountain bike, right? Like I know how to maybe not as good as some people, but I've been really focusing, um, these last few weeks, I was telling you earlier, I've been going over to a local little bike park that has an XC course around it and it's mostly flat corners. And so I've been going there and really on my, on my XC bike, on my revolver with, you know, what most people would consider basically bald tires, really focusing on that technique of leaning the bike over, trusting the side knobs on my tire, like really working technique stuff. Um, there's this whole thing, and you mentioned it briefly when you were talking about the course design, um, but there's a lot of getting, dismounting your bike, picking up your bike, and running with your bike in cross races, and there's a whole art form to that whole thing, right? Oh, and if you mess it up, the the crowd will let you know. Well, and like the remount involves jumping back onto the seat and smashing your testicles onto the seat if as you hard do it wrong. <laughs> yeah, if you do it wrong. My understanding of the technique is that you jump onto your inner thigh and then slide. So, <laughs> when I first started that, I was like, <clears throat> I only have two testicles, and they're the only two that I'll ever have <laughs> my whole life. 
<laughs> so when I watched people doing this, because I so I I learned how to do cross racing two ways. Um, one, I just watched people when I was there, and I was like, I, I can mimic that. So I tried to like just mimic what they like were doing. Monkey see, monkey do. Right. Yep. And then uh, YouTube has a phenomenal, or it's on Vimeo, one of the two. Uh, this uh, Svenness, S V E N N E S S. So it's from Sven Nyes, who was like the he was the guy. He was the guy for almost a decade. Right. He's like the best cross racer of all time i think i watched his like dismount remount video and he like broke broke the whole thing down right i would just watch every video ever because right. they have these like they have races and they stop and they like highlights in on his vision and it like shows the spinness factor of this like pass this corner this run right. up this whatever and so that's how i learned to do these things but the the remount is i'd say the most cross like a cowboy hat is the like is like the thing that lets you know a cowboy is a cowboy. The remount is the thing that lets you know a cross racer is a cross racer. So learning it is definitely something you got to do. And if you don't remount cross style, meaning grabbing the hoods or the drops and airborning yourself. Yeah, you just literally, it's like you you put the bike down, grab the handlebars, and, and then just the like donkey kick your feet up in the air and land on the seat and then clip in. Simultaneously. Yeah, all at once. Into like, a pedal stroke. Right. Yeah, so um, I didn't know how to do that, and so uh, for my first like almost year, I would I would do the like one foot on the one swing pedal leg and over. swing Lego, and they people will just raz you, just eat you for lunch out there. Even in the fives, huh? They just they you don't know care. It's the spectators. They're they don't making, care. They don't care. They're making fun of you. Fives are pros. Um, Everybody eats <laughs> shit. <laughs> so so that's important, and I'll tell you. Um, so there there are three things that really moved me along. Right. One, learn the remount because you can save a lot of time. It's, I mean, it's, it's like being able to clear a technical section totally. on a mountain bike. And, and you feel pro too. So, like, kind of gets you into the mindset. Right. Um, there's going to be a lot of features that people do dismount and remount that you can actually ride, ride and clear. Let me rewind you one learning the dismount and remount. Is it like riding clipless? Like you're definitely like when you're learning to ride clipless, you're definitely gonna crash. Like learning the dismount remount, you're definitely gonna land on a testicle. So I thought I actually detached <laughs> the scrotum from the taint. I was convinced that after the race was over, when I looked down, there was gonna be like a deflated whoopee be, cushion like, bad. hanging. Yeah, you're like I don't want to take my shorts yeah. off because I'm scared. Yeah, they're all gonna fall out. I thought I ripped it all the way off. Um, so you're definitely gonna hurt yourself. You're gonna hurt yourself. Yeah. Practice the part. If I can make peace with it, then yeah, like CBD, you know. dude. <laughs> I, don't it, I don't know if it fixes that one. <laughs> so, uh, so, so the the dismount remount that definitely is a is a huge save because you're not like kind of scootering your bike along, um, clearing obstacles. Which there's obviously everyone's gonna have a little different threshold, right? Um, but when I got to be more confident on clearing bigger obstacles, then you're not remounting. Right. You can really move a whole place or two or multiple yeah. places well, in a like race. The, the barriers they're not tall barriers yeah some and are if, well some are right. but like by and large uh, the most of the ones i've seen are like not even quite axle high yeah uh, i mean if you can clear like i got a nalgene in front of me some of them are this high some of them are two nalgenes and you can actually clear two nalgenes yeah. though it looks terrifying yeah so it's about knowing your, your limits there so that was really really helpful and then the last one i think the most important one was being able to do an entire race course in my drops the whole time Drops that by, was really hard. I mean, ride, riding the gravel bike, like descending on a gravel bike as a mountain biker in the drops, because that's where the brakes are, 
I mean, the brakes suck from the hoods. Mm-hmm. You want they're the same brakes. Well, the leverage the makes leverage your is hands wrong. your hands get so yeah. tired. Um, so you know, imagine trying to use your 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 mountain bike brakes by just pulling your brake levers with your pinkies with your thumb wrapped around your bar. Like that's yeah. what braking from the hoods is like, and it doesn't have it doesn't offer a lot of leverage, doesn't offer a lot of power, and it doesn't you don't get to lean as hard into the turns. You yeah. don't you don't get to be in it as much. You're actually, your power output's better in the hoods than yeah. or I'm sorry, yeah. in the drops. Yep. So it took me a long time to be able to confidently hold those speeds in the drops. So the crazy thing to me is this is a like super technique heavy style of racing and you have to do it all while you're redlined mm-hmm. like and, and like execute correctly. Like you have to not only be able to hold, you know, a crazy high heart rate and effort level, but then execute these like intricate complicated multi-phase movements right all in one go and then the last part that makes it really hard you only do it on saturdays or sundays (laughs) right so like many people don't practice it but i think i think it's probably one of the like having this conversation right now i feel like it's probably one of the easiest race disciplines to practice because you do it anywhere you do it anywhere on anything go find a flat parking lot Get a set of cones and a two by four. Dude, just do it at a local park. Do yeah. it at like you can do it anywhere. Yeah. Um, but I highly recommend practicing because you otherwise, yeah, you, you just have the races only. So go out and practice the technique stuff when you aren't redlined. Yeah. So well, then you're I, like, no, I can do it. Yeah. Uh, it's like you know to reference the Highlands Ranch races, like. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but I know how to ride a mountain bike. Right. Right. So like no big deal there. Like everything else is details, but this is like, I know how to, I know I have some cardio, but like the whole rest of it is alien. So for us here locally in Denver, um, there's a race course in golden. um, It's up all the time. I just found that out. You can always go there. It's always up. And they, they do hold, there's three or four races held there on weekend races, which are like big ones, like the Amy D um, Barriers races there. One of the Cyclox races is there, and then the third one. Um, but then they also do races every Wednesday night there. Normal years, I don't know Normal, what this yeah, year's going to be. year, probably not. But, but they, oh, it was Wednesday nights. They, they would do um, like a skills part for an hour, and then there was a race every Wednesday night. Dude, that's so awesome. So it's consistency and repetition. And it's such a short season that, you know, you got to get after it. Right. Well, and, you know, to, to reference talking, you know, again, Tony's, I've spent the most time talking to about it in the last day, couple of days. So I feel like a little bit of a broken record, but, um, you know, he's like, he was like, no, dude, I need to take you out and show you some shit. And he's like, we'll go to Ruby Hill. I guess there's a place called Sunken Gardens. Like there's, there's spots that he has in mind. He's like, if you've never done this, this is where I'm taking you and we'll teach you how to do all this stuff. So I'm kind of excited for that. Yeah, and it's um. I'm excited for a new bike too. I mean, for a new bike too, for sure. And then uh, the re- and I have said this before. The reason I like it so much is um, if you're if you like if you have road rage, it's a perfect sport for you because it's just smashing, bang them up. Like you have to fight for every position. You 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 have to be aggressive. It's like NASCAR plus roller derby. It's exact. Actually, that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> It, it, I mean, I'm into it. I'm, yeah. I, dude, I'm, I'm pumped. Um, fitness wise, I mean, just like, what am I gonna do? Like, am I just gonna do just parking lot sprints for a week and a half? So, 
Because like that that kind of energy system's pretty quick to develop, right? Yeah, it, yeah. You, so I mean, I've been riding consistently all year, but as mentioned previously, like not a ton of focus. But I feel like going into this, I should probably focus a little bit. Mm, I think you just need to be prepared to work your hardest for forty five minutes. Right. Period. That's it. Because the, uh, there's no tempo. There's no pace. There's no strategy. <laughs> the so, pace is peeling your eyelids yeah, off. Yeah, like they say that the the way to run your fastest 400 meters in track is to run to sprint as fast as you can. The way to run your fastest 800 meter is to run the first 400 as fast as you can, and then run the second 400 faster. Right. Gotcha. So, like a cyclocross race, you're just gonna go as hard as you can the entire time. Right. And and hope that you have enough in the tank to make that end just as fast as the start. So. Can you go for 45 minutes? Like, not trying to plug, but that's like what our small group training, like 45 minutes of going as hard as you can. I saw one of your members um, who has an office right around the the way from from E3, and we were chatting for a minute, and he, he lives down in Highlands. He's like, how's those races? I was like, dude, you should do them next year because um, he's also a mountain biker. And uh, he looked at me. I was like, dude, it's an E3 class on a bike. Yeah, 45 minutes, as hard as you can go. Yeah. And you're done. Um. Cool. I'm I I'm just beside myself with excitement for, you know. Again, there's always a like if you can attach it to a new piece of gear for sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, now and now you have to get two. But to be yeah. <laughs> to be clear though, um, for my level for a cat five like mandatory cat five, I could probably do it on my gravel bike. You do it on your gravel bike. You could do it on your revolver. I could do, yeah, I could do it on my cro- on my people. Yeah, if I had a hardtail. People out there riding mountain bikes on it. Yeah, you know they're gonna win. But. So if you want to do it, like we have, I've, I've, I, I, um, rode with some teammates on Friday and then again on Sunday night. I'm like, you should do this with me. Well, I'm like, dude, you have a bike. Like I was yeah. talk, talking with uh with Ben. Like, yeah, man, like that gravel ish bike, perfect. Yeah, like you and I are cut from the same cloth. I definitely bought a cross bike on a Wednesday. My first year, and I raced on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but that same race, uh, Andy Chamberlain raced with me as we've never done cross before, and he rode a he rode a tarmac, specialized tarmac road bike. Oh God! It got sucked up with so much mud, he couldn't <laughs> spin the wheel. Yeah. But but you did it, you know. Yeah. You just did it. And it was I like, think it was that fun. Is the epitome of like at least in the fives, which yeah. we all have to start there. Start there. So why worry about it? Yeah. Try it. See if you like it. Yep. Um, no consequence. Races are like thirty bucks. Yeah. So. Man wiser than me once said, "If the cost of a race is what's keeping you from racing, it's not about the money." <laughs> um anything else any any anything i missed any any little tidbits of a seasoned because you've gotten some some winner's jerseys from some cross races over the years yeah i've done i've gotten successful i got successful real successful and then moved up to that like final cat and then just got my freaking face peeled off right like i remember one whole year i just tried not to get last <laughs> like, which is was, crazy because of like what your story has been on the mountain bike right yeah like, dude this when I moved, so I had won a state championship in the fours, and then the next year I went to the threes, and it was just like, don't get last place. Right. Um, don't get lapped. <laughs> yeah. And then I moved from like, don't get last, to do middle of the pack, to top 10, to now being competitive. Right. Um, but you do have to train for it. Like, last year I was still, you know, I was training for LaRuda, so... It's endurance right races. Yeah, you're still. developing totally different energy so, systems. Yeah, I just did cross couple just as like threshold training days almost, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and I went and I got the first one I got blown out of the back and I'm like, dude, what the hell? I used to be and then like the next weekend I got a I got fourth or something like that. So 
it does develop, but you, you got you got to practice it. Mm-hmm. You got to go out there and do it. You can't just rely on like knowing how to handle a bike. No one cares about your ability to handle a bike. Yeah, it's a slippy sloppy. Yeah, it's a mess. Are you boys? I know how you kids <laughs> like them sloppy. <laughs> That's uh, how it is. Uh, are you gonna switch to single speed cross this year? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's time to put a dangle or danger on little, the uh, stigmata. Well, Justin says to me, "Hey, man." Think I want to switch to to single speed on the cross bike. Now he has a beautiful uh, Santa Cruz Stigmata with you know eleven or whatever gears on the back. It is not in any way, shape, or form set up to be a single speed. I was like, well, I tell you what, we'll do the work, but you got to figure out which single speed adapter thing because I'm not going to be responsible for that. Yeah, the dangler, my dangler. Yeah, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the dingle dangler. The dingle dangler. I don't even know. We're back uh, to the nude beach again. Yeah, there we are. Um. Yeah, I, I well that'll be exciting because you'll race Tony for sure. Yeah, excited. And you know, I really the beginning of my of my racing life, uh, which came to me a lot later in life, which has been a, a cool journey. Um, I would I would have not like relished that, right? Because you're like, dude, he's so fast, and this and that. It's intimidating, right? Yeah. I'm like, real. I can't. Like, I'm so looking forward. Well, you to and it. he haven't raced since last year, right? So and, like, what's a year done for your fitness? racing right and he's i mean the guy rides is i mean he's an amazing rider he's crazy fit he's got you know he's got probably a pretty high race iq as for in terms of like reading a race course reading what's going on in a pack um but and he can suffer and he can suffer but you've been actively racing all year and he's been riding bikes not to not to take away how hard he's been riding um i did a ride with him on friday and he rode his his single speed mountain bike and he rode with me because, you know, he's being chill and just riding. But, like, he didn't break a sweat, and he rode a single speed. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I mean, I'll be interested because you guys haven't raced since Nationals, Nationals last year. Yeah. I'm excited to race them. I'm, I'm, in, I'm excited for the challenge because he's – is. A, I mean, he's – I was put out there. He's better than me yeah. as I know it now. I'm but, excited to change that. But you ticked off a guy that he says is a badass. Right. It's been cool. It's kind of fun. We'll I don't know. That's kind of neat. Um. We'll see. And yeah, I'm excited. The single speed. See, I did, um, I remember one race, the race that I went from two by to one by, I dropped the chain like twice in a race. Uh-huh. And then I threw the bike 20 <laughs> yards in the air um, and then picked it up all pissed and drug it to the car and left. Uh, and so you do run into mechanical situations yeah. out there. Like it's, it's, it's crazy, dude. It's fun. You know, when we were doing the, the mountain bike series, the Highlands ones, um, one of our team members reached out to me. He's like, Hey man, are you like carrying a, a flat kit with you? Cause I'm thinking about not cause of weight. I was like, yes, I am carrying a flat kit with me, but the purpose of the flat kit is not for me to hurry up and fix a flat and remain competitive. It's so that I don't have to walk four miles back to the car. Yeah. That's it. Like there's just some, some racing formats where if you have a mechanical, the race is so short that fixing it just isn't a thing. You know, I did. I had mechanicals throughout the five years I've raced cross. Uh, it happens in like the first or second lap. It happens. You just walk off the side of the course, yeah, and you just go to your car. You put the bike on the and you go you're home. Done. Yeah, you're finished. Like you don't. I didn't even wait for the race to finish. Like, unless you have that second bike, yeah, and you're close to the pit. Yeah, like all of these and and your and 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 yeah. your competitive and on and on and on right and on. like yeah. A lot of these are a series, so you do earn series points for finishing, and so like you do want to do that at right. times. But um, 
yeah, I mean, you blow your stuff up, just go home. Uh, another tip, you do wear numbers, so it's pinned numbers. Yeah, that doesn't go on the bike, which is weird. No, it goes on your body, um, like the way like a lot of runners do, but not on your chest as a bib. So it goes on your back, and you need to make sure the numbers are oriented the right way because the numbers are so that when you go by the start-finish line, the announcer can see who you are, Okay. and so they see your number. But inevitably, everybody in the fives ends up putting them all jick-jack backwards or whatever. <laughs> And the announcer will heckle you. Um, As he should. Yeah. So, like, make sure the number is oriented. So I, uh, in, I, I, as it is no major surprise to anybody that has listened to 30 minutes of one of our podcasts, I'm a massive nerd for this stuff. Um, and YouTube has a wealth of information. And as I mentioned, I have watched some videos on how to dismount and remount a, a cross bike. I haven't practiced it yet. Um, but I have watched videos on how to pin numbers as well. <laughs> well, so they came out a new product. Uh, these like, magnets. Heavy, yeah. We're getting magnets because because the pins are bullshit. Well, and like you're poking holes in your shit. Yeah, and it's already like some super skinny, like not durable. Yeah, how light can this spandex mm-hmm. be? Shit. So we're getting magnets. Yeah, but no, I, I was like watching like the technique of like like these guys they'll they'll zip their jersey around their thighs so that it's under tension, so that Right? So, like, if you were to just grab a number plate, put your jersey on the table, and pin it in a certain way, whatever your decision was, it would be wrong. Because when you put it on, the jersey is going to stretch in a certain way, and your number will look all janky. So, like, the pro guys, like, they'll literally, like, they'll sit on the floor and they'll zip the jersey around their thighs and then put their number plates on so that when it goes on them, it was set up the right way. Yeah, I'm always putting my arms. Fucking, <laughs> mine always, I told you I was a nerd. Yeah, mine are always like crooked and like at least they're in the right way, but like yeah. crooked and like this one pin's on a pucket. And, so, the and then you got not. the speed suits and so now I'm putting holes in these speed. And my dude's like $300 speed suit. Yeah. And so I'm magnets, dude. All right. I'll rely on Just sign me up. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm, just get them. Let me know. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And it, yeah, that's uh, all well, the same jitters, yeah. all the same nerves. Yeah. I'm all sure. the same insecurities, yeah. and then it goes, and you start, and it all goes away. It's the the start of at least on the cross country, the Highlands races. Like it was, I was acutely aware of everything going on around me, like who was by me and how they were starting, and this and that and the other thing. And then you black out. Yeah, it's all reactionary. It's awesome, it, and that that's what we do this for because yeah. it tunnels you. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just the tunnel in cyclocross is like a tunnel that's like bright red on fire <laughs> uh same pre-race uh nutrition 300 milligrams of the most high octane trucker speed drink you can find that's yeah if it, if you're not in palpitations before the race you, <laughs> you didn't did have it wrong <laughs> yeah fail um oh you know what i was gonna ask you about and this is you know we've we've touted many times the uh the benefits of chamois cream uh-huh um, only stands the reason that we would talk about embrocation. Yeah, especially the early morning races. Definitely with the embro. So embro is it's like a, I guess the easiest way I could describe it, having never really used it, but it's basically kind of like Vaseline with like a menthol eucalyptusy kind of aspect yeah. to it that you put on your exposed skin to keep that shit dry and warm. Yeah. So um, I guess without going that. It's like rubbing icy hot on your stuff. Right. Right. But it's meant to leave like a layer, right? Yeah. Like yeah. a barrier between you and the mud and the water. 
there's that effect, and it keeps it warms your legs up, right? Because it's got that menthol. Yeah, so you're like your legs already warmed up. So, uh, actually, I I missed being in the lower categories because I like racing in the morning because uh-huh. it's like wake up, eat food, drink coffee, take a shit, uh-huh. go to the race course, put on your stuff, do a couple laps, race. Right. When I started to move and then got to the threes and then race, you're opens, racing in the afternoons, right? It's like three thirty in the afternoon. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do I do all day? Right. It, it makes it challenging. So, um. The Embro cream, money. So, I've never used it, but again, giant nerd research. My understanding is, don't put it on and then put your bibs on. It uh, did that for a long time because that'll end up in some spicy bits, right? Did that for a long time, but then again, I like the uh, Euro style <laughs> chamois cream anyway. Because who doesn't like their butthole to chew winter fresh? <laughs> You know, I, but my understanding is sometimes like certain embryos can be a little aggressive in a winter fresh or in a regular mouth, but in a winter fresh, but it feels much, <laughs> much cooler. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think some of them are a little bit more aggressive than others and you might not want them on your, your soft bits. I got your boys from, uh, New Orleans that rule oh, the relay racing. Yeah. I don't know if he's still around. He did make the best chamois cream. So, Although now that we use Mad Alchemy, I can't. I'm wondering if it was the same shit because it seems about the same. It's really similar, and Mad Alchemy is beautiful because it disappears when you're done. Yeah, it's amazing. Yep. Um, well, um, cross season. We're gonna learn a lot about it once we get started. Mud and Imbro and snow, lots and of ice and like. And, and four different pairs of gloves because you don't know which one's going to be the right pair. And and pumpkin spice lattes afterwards. Can I just, can a brother get a chunky sweater and some pumpkin spice? <laughs> Dude, I'm all in. Give me some fucking cinnamon stick incense and a goddamn PSL. <laughs> oh, you heard it here, guys. Oh, that's no ride around. Appreciate right. you listening. Thanks, guys. Don't wait. You're not done. Get the fuck out! You're weak! You're done! So get the fuck out! You're weak! You're done!